This episode is sponsored by Develop with Tim. You guys looking for a speaker to come and talk about finances to your organization, school, business, nonprofit, after school program? We got it. If you guys are looking for some financial literacy books, we got it. And if you guys are just wanting to have a one-on-one or just want to reach out for a couple questions, we got you covered. Click the link that's in the description or visit developwithtim.com and let us go ahead and take care of you. Now let's go ahead and get into the episode. Aim for the stars, never stop at the sky. Anything that make you better, you should give it a try. If you really want to win, you got to give it a chance. I was lost way before I started taking a stance. Money all over the world, but it's all up to you. And everything that I learned, I'ma tell it to you. You have a gift, all you need is a goal. Footsteps waiting to happen, all you need is a road. Mm. All right, welcome. Hey, 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 welcome to another edition of the Win Win Podcast. Where I'm interviewing people that that's winning in either business, finance, or self development. And y'all, I know I tell y'all got a dope guest all the time, but this guy right here calls himself the professor, my dude Roscoe. Um, but hey, man, I'm gonna let you introduce yourself to the people. I appreciate it, man. I'm happy to be a part of Win Win Podcast, man. Uh, I go by Professor Roscoe, y'all. I do a lot of bunch of different things out of Cleveland, Ohio um educator by heart um i had a, uh, one of my first grade teachers was my mentor she kind of uh pretty much just instilled that education in me um come from the background of working with the youth come from the background of sales and marketing but uh most importantly man educating people on financial literacy um that's something i really do now i work at a school full-time um working at high school with students teaching them about career development and networking skills and things like that but most importantly financial literacy the basis of credit and crypto and life insurance and stocks i'm also a licensed agent so i tell people i'm that guy man like i do a lot oh, wow. yeah 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 i i do a lot and, and humbly um it was on purpose because i felt like i want to bring it back to the community like everything that i learned getting my life insurance and my sons too i have two sons i'm married i've been married three years i got a three-year-old son and a six-month-old so um being a dad being a husband and doing everything else it's a lot of hats but you know we, we making it work man love the lord um, but at the same time, um, I do a lot, you know, so y'all can follow me <laughs> music as well, too. You know, and I've been doing that since I was in college, man. I graduated from uh, Bowling Green in Ohio. Um, and it just was dope, man, because I'm a, I'm a writer, you know, making music and everything like that. Writing a book, going to these different things. Everything I put my mind to, I just feel like I can get it done. I'm going to do it. Hey, man, that's ooh, that's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't want to have to give a mouthful, but I had to I'm learning more to tell people about what I do, man, just even going to events yeah. and stuff and people are like, well, what do you do? And I'd be like, I don't want to be like, I do everything. So I'm just like, you know, find me, you know, y'all got my Instagram right here. I'm that guy. I just do a lot of different things. And I, I, I educate people once I learn how to do it. So, all right, we're going to go all the way back to the beginning. So you say your first grade teacher really instilled that educational side for you and okay. was your mentor. Now, from there all the way up into now, what what got you to wanting to really educate the people on financial literacy? Like, also, like what did she do that instilled that in you that made you want to do that? Man, literally everything, bro. I was just talking to her the other day. Uh, what she used to do is uh, when I would get good good grades in my report card, she would give me money. Um, or like if I would mm. like, I remember, yeah, I remember like uh, when I was in middle school, she like, if you get all A's or get all awards, you know, every time you get good grades, I'll buy you a pair of LeBron's. So, you know, me being a Cleveland, Ohio kid, you know, LeBron's shoes and Hold on, Mike. I don't need you doing that right now. This is that's my dad, y'all. That's that's dad mode for y'all. So I'll be having to wear these different hats. Uh, but at the same time, I, she said she bought me some LeBron pair of shoes. I remember that year, man. At all the poor cars came out, I had about three pair of LeBrons my eighth grade year. Um, and 
that she taught me there that money can be fun when you know what to do and when you're rewarded with it. Um, so that motivated me. You know, I knew I got good grades. That got me through the school year to get money. Um, and then going into high school, having a job at 15, um, her opened me up my first bank account. Um, and understanding the process of putting making money and saving money and knowing what it means to have that. Um, I think that's what it was. She was playing season me all along, even going to college um, and, and yelling at me like, Michael, Michael, get scholarships, get scholarships. And me just being goofy, not listening, taking out loans and, and being hardhead. But yeah. she, uh, she, she, she's a lot older, so she made a lot of financial mistakes and she made a lot of good, good lessons. Um, but she just instilled into me at a early age, which, again, as a teacher, she taught me things in a teacher way. So naturally, I just started as I became an adult, realizing like I teach that same way when I come to people. Uh, Mike, I'm sorry, y'all. Mike, please, I don't need you doing that. I'm gonna go ahead and put you upstairs for bedtime, okay? Yeah. Okay. Um. So she just taught me that. She pretty much just taught me how to do that and how to be disciplined. And I'm like nowadays, I'm I thank her all the time because I'd have made a lot of money decisions bad, and I'd have made a lot of great money decisions. But I'm taking all those lessons and I'm just teaching a younger generation because um a lot of us older folks, you know, older adults, we already we already stuck in our ways. But I feel like if you plant the seed at an early age, especially with the young adults, they'll remember it forever. And listen, man, that's that's a fact too. Um, personally, I feel teachers are undervalued and underappreciated um, because we'll see them. We'll, we'll get a teacher one, like you know for a whole year and then we yep. move on. But that same teacher is getting a, a new thirty set of kids every year and they, they start getting worn down and um mm -hmm. you know we might feel like oh why why he or she so mean but it's not necessarily that they're being mean yep. they have to be strict and disciplined to keep order in the class but uh, for her to go out her way and do all that for you man i know you're spreading the same knowledge and doing it the same way so y'all y'all definitely are appreciate i just wanted to say that no i think and she always just told me too like a lot of people like well what did she ask what did she want she never told me to pay her back um she never asked for anything mm -hmm. she just said help the next person so just that alone, Ooh. man. Like, yeah, that's all she ever said. She said just just help somebody else. And that her one that one seed she planted in me, uh, just changed my my entire family's generation. So that's why I tell people: if you plant one seed and you reach one person, even when I go to my speaking engagements, you've done your job because you don't know whose generation or family you just changed with your conversation or with your knowledge, mm -hmm. man. So again, um, and I know a lot of people that's in financial services and stuff. You think people got to be rich and wealthy? I ain't rich and wealthy. Uh, you know, I live in, in my means, um, but I feel like that's another uh, a stigma that we have where you feel like, oh, I'm not going to listen to this person talk about finances. If they're not flashing money or showing me millions of dollars when it's like, mm, you know, that's not properly how I come. I come from the approach of um, just being smart with investing and knowing and telling you what my mistakes was early and telling you what not to do and, and giving you the blueprint of what I did real that worked. And then you doubling up on that. So, again, just planting seeds in people and really. You know, just going with the flow, man. Dope, dope. So, I mean, you told me again earlier, you, you wear a lot of hats. I, I can't even repeat all, all of those. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what is all like, what is balancing all that light for you, man, on a day to day? Man, dude. Uh, and, and to this day, that's a question people ask me. I don't know how. I just say the Lord, man, like, um, even like I said, getting up early morning. You know, my days look like up early morning trying to get some work in, studying or whatever, taking my sons to daycare um, on the days that I have. Me and my wife kind of balance it out. Then uh, taking them to daycare, then going to work at the school, uh, going to work at the school, leaving work at the school, coming home, trying to spend some time with the family, 
jump on a Zoom, jump on a couple meetings, um, do what I got to do, try to eat, spend some time with the wife, get the sons to bed, do it all over again. So it's kind of like normal now, uh, but at first it used to be a lot, man, because it's like you got to know a balance. But I, I credit my wife, man, to have that partnership because a lot of times when I got stuff to do, I, she could just keep the kids for me upstairs or something, and she'll give me that freedom to be able to do this. Um, but it wasn't always that way, man. So I feel like a partnership is important, uh, especially when you have children, because you got to balance out. Kids need attention as well. And I'm still figuring it out. I haven't mastered it yet, but I have mastered knowing how to do multiple things in one day uh, without wearing myself out um, mentally. It's like I psyched my mindset out to be able to do this. For real, I had to. Like subconsciously, I psyched my mind to be able to, to train like this. But it, it took the quarantine for me to get this, get my reps in to be like this. Like the when the quarantine first hit, up until now, I probably have been on thousands and thousands of Zooms um, and virtual meetings and jumping on a call. I mean, being with my family and having to go get on a virtual meeting. And it just taught me some things, man. But I think a timer is everything. Like my clock timer be going off at random time, bro. <laughs> like, I think like we was at an event, it just was going off because I have to set a timer for everything. Without my calendar and my timer, I'm not. I, I won't be able to balance it, man. So I credit my timer, my calendar, and my wife. So Okay. Now, with all that time management, because, you know, that is that is heavy, like, you know, that's a, that's a good bit, you know, um, not just having a career, but having your career, having a wife, having kids, and doing your own things on the side, uh, because you are building, you know, you're building an empire, actually. Correct. So, when you're talking about that time management and that discipline, how did you, like, again, because my audience, they don't, you know, they, they're... <laughs> right now in a sense they, they're trying to figure out how to balance multiple things at once yeah. so how did you really approach that like okay i know i need this discipline and i know i need to you know work this calendar what was your process when you were figuring that stuff out good question oh man you got some good questions um i think <laughs> for real i think it came down to what's most important because i'm a guy that mm. once i get a business idea i'm all in with it and that's something i struggle with as well too because my wife's be like Hey, but you got another idea or this or that, or you ain't stick to that one. Um, but I just feel like, you know, this every opportunity is the opportunity. All I need is one outbreak to take over and it opens up all my doors for everything. And that's kind of how I always thought, like, what's going to be the one thing that kicks open the door for everything else that I do? Um, so I feel like you have to balance your time of what's most important. Like that's off top work, whatever you're doing, because I got to get my bills paid. I know that that's most sure. important. That got to come first. Family time as well. That's all included in that whole, them, them, them guarantees. There ain't no way around it. But I start realizing when it right. comes to my own business and what I love to do, I had to cut a lot of stuff off because I was running myself thin last year. I was involved in so many organizations, mm. everybody knowing not how to say no and yes and everything. And I drained myself out. So I feel like you'll learn what, you'll learn what your limit is. Um, you have to learn how much you can take. You have to learn how to balance it with a calendar, a clock, um, a timer, or a notebook, or something to keep you on track. Um, and then eliminating what's not important, and then putting your all, and putting all your eggs in one basket. But finding out maybe two or three things you want to commit to, so you you can give that team all of you when you're there. Like I was 10% here, 10% there, 15%, 30%, and I wasn't giving the people I was working with the full of me. So I've I've learned you got to cut down on what's most important to you. Dang, that's deep. I'm like, I'm right here thinking now. Yeah, bro. <laughs> again, when you had an entrepreneurial mind, again, you, you just, okay, this is a good idea. This is a good idea. But like you said, I think once people prioritize it, 
and really simplify it, you can have one river with, with like five streams because mm-hmm. again, you're an educator, you know, so that's your river, but your streams is the financial literacy education, um, right. doing it through your music, doing it through interviews, doing it through these right. other meetings. Um, if you're doing a consultation, you yep. got your river of educating that's and right. you got your streams and then now that makes it so much easier, right? Yeah, man, heck yeah. Even dude, that's a great way to break it down. For real. Because it already it flows to everywhere you need to go. All the opportunities. If I my one of my songs blow up, okay, now my book sales go up and my life insurance policies go up and my speaking engagement go up. If I blow as a speaker, now my mute, you get what I'm saying? And I feel like the same as you. No, for real. I always looked at it that way. Like we only one song away, one book away, one speaking engagement yeah. away, one NFT away. Um one interview away um and that kind of keeps me going as well too because like i said before like i'm kind of the the rock in my family outside of the lord in terms of like not my just my my wife and my kids i'm talking about my mom's side of the family my dad's side of the family like a lot of people count on me so uh, that that pressure is heavy but i'm like if not me then who you know like so it, that's also to having known people gotta know they why like what's your why you're doing something because if you don't have no why you're not gonna stay consistent and i feel like writing a book that showed me what discipline and timing, because that took me like six months. Self-published it myself, typed it up, the whole nine, work with a partner, get it edited. And that time showed me like, I can do whatever I want. If I put my mind to myself to say, I finally can put my book out and type it up and get it done and sell over a hundred copies. Um, I accomplished that goal. And that taught me discipline as well. Cause it's like, you gotta have an idea, uh, see it through, get to the final. And then when you get to the final, you still got to apply pressure because you can just write a book, publish it, and just be sitting on a bunch of books like, hey, I got a book. <laughs> like, but you don't sell that product or yeah. nobody knew you got a book, then you, you know, you, you, you're slacking a little bit. And I had to learn that as well, too, because I've had months where I was selling books every other day. And then I've had months where I sell no books. Um, so it's just that right. dedication too, to know when to stay inspired as well. So what's, what's the title of that book you wrote? Uh, so I wrote a book about being a um, black first generation college grad. Um, also was a part of this Ooh. viral rap. Yeah, I was a part of this viral rap video um, at college. Um, it is a PWI for people that don't know what that is, predominantly white institution. Um, kind of at this uh, college, I was big man on campus. I did this viral rap video, uh, was interviewed by ESPN, had like 200,000 views on YouTube, still there. Um, and it's kind of the first viral uh, college marketing video. So we did the video to kind of, um, yeah, we had a br- built a brand new arena when I was a sophomore in college. And instead of giving the donors of the arena like a letter, like, hey, thanks for that money. We said, let's do a rap video. So we got these old white guys in there. Um, really, yeah, don't know nothing about rap. Then I come in, I was rapping on campus. So they found me out, uh, consulted me, um, did the song and it just blew up. And this is 2011. So nobody really knew what viral meant. Nobody was using, it was only Twitter and Facebook. Um, so it was the first of its kind. Now, anybody can go viral. You know, people go viral every day, but yeah. I was kind of one of the first people to go viral. Um, and that, that term was one of the, I was one of the first people that that term was getting through around. So um, I was like, I got to write a book about this. So many people at the college, like, whatever happened to that Roscoe kid? Or they still play the video at the game. Like they played the, the oh, really? video yeah, at the basketball games, at the football games. And people send me videos all the time like, hey, bro, they playing your video. So I always felt like that was a beautiful thing for legacy, but I never got compensated for that with money. Um, and that always, always had a bitter taste in my mouth because I'm like, y'all getting enrollment rates increased and people coming here and using it as recruitment and people telling me they can't beat you because of it. But I'm in student loan debt. 
So I'm like, you know what? Let me write this book about it. Yeah, let me write this book to help pay off some of my student loan debt and uh, just, you know, a success story. Somebody from the hood who ended up going to college, seeing his way through, becoming a first generation grad, being big man on campus at a PWI when he's not uh, white, um, and then still having success after college. I think that I had to talk about it. Hey, what's going on, y'all? I appreciate everyone for tuning into the episode. If you guys are looking for different ways you can support the podcast, visit us on Patreon. It's Next Gen CEO, N-X-T-G-E-N-C-E-O. The link will be in the description for this episode. But again, anything you guys can do to um, you know, support the podcast is very much appreciated. Uh, with the Patreon, there are a couple different tiers. So each one of them come with their own benefits. But again, go visit us on Patreon. Next Gen CEO, NXT, GEN CEO. And again, appreciate you guys. Bro, that's oh my god. I am. Listen, bro, I'm gonna have to interview like three times because this is so much information. <laughs> I'm like, let yeah. me give you all I can, better so you can know. But yeah, that's why I be like telling people, man, I'm super, super blessed and thankful, man. Even when life gets tough, bro, and I be like, man, I look, I be look, even me about to be 30 uh, in April, I be looking at like, man, you've done a lot, bro, and you inspire people, but you've also planted a lot of seeds. So that's why I can do so many things. People don't see, a lot of people don't see behind the scenes all the people I mentored and all the people I be dead tired from the day, but still make time to get on a phone call with people when my wife need me, my sons need me, and I'm dead tired. And the Lord just look out for me in other ways with all this talent. So, you know, that's kind of how I just look at it. Like, you know, you got all these gifts for a reason. So you just got, you can't, you can't get bougie with it. You got to share it with everybody. That's right. Now, you just touched on a couple of things again. Like, man, you keep touching on stuff. Like, <laughs> but you, you first gen yep. from the hood. Yep. Um, you're really talented. Like, like, uh, thank you for the time, by the way, because you're a busy man. <laughs> you're welcome. I say I'm, I'm a man of my word, too. Loyalty. I said, I told you I was going to do it, too, even after multiple meetings. So, no, you're welcome. So, yeah, man. Um, and, again, with all of that time you were putting everywhere, how what, what was the most challenging part about all of all of your journey? Or you don't even have to say the whole journey, like just getting into your entrepreneurial space. Because even though you're an educator by day, Bro, yep. you, you so much more, you know. Yeah. So, what was the cha- most challenging part? Well, wait, wait. In college, though, I minored in entrepreneurship, and I majored in communication. So that I loved my entrepreneurship classes more than anything. My mom also, I love her to death, man. That's my rock. She had me when she was fifteen. She was a beautician. So my mom been doing hair since she was fifteen. So she already okay. taught me how to be an entrepreneur and, and hustler. Like I've saw that my whole life. But the, uh, the 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 what was the question again? The, my uh, the the difference? What'd you say? Oh, uh, what was the most challenging part of you yeah. getting into your entrepreneurial journey? There you go. Uh, finding out where I wanted to go. Like I mm. I do so. I had so many ideas, bro. Like I'm like an idea generator. Um, and I feel like once I graduated college, my goal was really just music. Like I really I I, I really was popular for that. That was the only thing I did. Like people knew me for basketball or music. And I felt like when I graduated, if I would have went straight into the music, I'd be way further with music. But I had made a song called uh, uh, Corporate. And I, I talk about instead of chasing my dreams or my music dreams, I, I went corporate, you know, because I had to take care of my family. You know, I, I just graduated. I had to, you know, everybody like, oh, you graduate college, what's next? You know, you got to get a good paying job. Um, So, yeah. I, yeah. So I got stuck in the middle of like 
do I want to do what everybody says the right thing to do? And, you know, even though I know I want to be an entrepreneur and I have that spirit and I have that bug and I can figure it out, or do I just want to say, you know what? I can get a nine to five job paying this high salary, take care of my mom and them and do all this and that, go back home, work for the arena, and I can just do whatever I want. And I chose that route, even though that wasn't my heart, because I felt like I didn't want anybody to look at me as uh, somebody that did all the success in college and then flopped, even though that wouldn't happen. Mm. I just didn't want that. Yeah. So um, I think that was a difference, man, figuring out doing stuff for you and doing stuff for other people. That's what entrepreneurship mm. is. Like, are you doing entrepreneurship for you? Or are you doing entrepreneurship for other people to impress other people or your other people tell you you should be doing this? Um, and I think that's what people need to decipher ASAP. If you're not in entrepreneurship for yourself first, you, need, you don't need to be in entrepreneurship, um, period. Like nobody, you can't be in this because your mom, dad, girlfriend, boyfriend, wife, husband told you that this is what you should be doing. You gotta be in it for yourself because when them times get hard as an entrepreneur and they do get hard, um, you're gonna need something to hold on to. Mm, that's deep that's that's deep because i I never thought of about i never thought about like that because a lot of times people say oh do it for everybody you know like oh become entrepreneur so you can make a difference all these people but again if you're not if it's not in your heart to be an entrepreneur don't force it because you're never going to go maximize your full potential man and you Uh, you try you do you'll try yeah. but you, you you it won't be there and again to those people that i love the people that took that jump and that leap of faith that maybe worked in corporations or maybe worked for companies and realized their worth and say you know what i'm ready to try my own thing and i'm i'm whether i save up this much money and pay for some rent up so i know i'm good but using that fire to get you going um and also the people that just say you know what and this is a quote that i'm gonna leave you with too because i always love this i said the dopest people, the most, the most coldest people, um, they didn't leave their, they didn't leave their dreams in the graveyard. A lot of people say, man, the coldest dream, uh, dreams is in the graveyard. No, the coldest dreams is in, in corporate. The coldest people are stuck. Mm. In corporate. I'm gonna say that again because people don't understand that. And I say they say, man, all the, all the people with the best dreams, don't let it die. Don't die with your dreams in the graveyard. All them dreams that never got there. And I'm like, that's true. But then I start going through corporate for five years and I say, I met so many dope people. And I say, well, damn, why you never start your business? They say, I got kids. I got a family. I got a house, man. I've been working for 20 years. I got an IRA. I got 401k. I can't leave. And all the best ideas are stuck in corporate. All the true leaders and the superstars that we know that could be out here, they probably got stuck in corporate and never escaped. Wow, bro. Oh, my. <laughs> I never thought about corporate. Bro. I never thought about that. I mean, I heard the people saying, you know, some people have put their dreams to the side for the job or the career. But yeah. I never thought about it. They got Man, stuck. You, you, oh, no. Were you doing this interview for my audience or for me? Like, <laughs> Hey, bro. Look, no, look, for both. That's why I said me and you connect. I get it, bro. Like, I see it. We're, we're both in the same position. Hey except I have a family and kids, but no, bro, we're, we're here. And again, like Man. I met so many, and I come from a sales background where I worked selling commercials for, for a local news station here in Cleveland. I sold billboard advertisements that be on the freeways and the streets. I sold uh, healthcare products. Um, and I also mm-hmm. then got into teaching, working in schools. But yeah, every time I would talk to people, I meet these guys making six figures and I'm a young guy in there, young black guy. And I ask them like, what's your dream for real? And they tell me their dreams and I say, what happened? Hey man, I had kids. I got a car note. I got a house hey. note. I got stuck in, in in the salary. I got spoiled. So now if I try to leave, I got all these bills I could pay. I'm old now. 
And I was like, damn, you know how many people like that? They got, I mean, you dang, how many people like that actually have dreams and goals, but they got stuck, it's stuck in corporate and they'll ne we'll never know these people because they're a corporate person now. But then yeah, they get man. off of their job. They get off of their jobs and they try to go chase what they got going on. But then you older, you older and you got family, so you don't got that same youth. You know, you feel like you ain't got that same swag to chase it no more. You be like, and it's a psychological thing when there's really no age. But people, some people get caught in age like, man, I'm older now. I, I'm 35. I can't do that anymore. I got wife and kids and mortgage. And that that that's the person that got stuck in corporate. Dang. And man, once again, and once you do have those priorities and those people depending on you, that, that does put more pressure on you. And yep. a lot of people, they will just say, you know what? I'm comfortable. Yep. I know what this job consists of. Entrepreneurship is a little too shaky. Yep. I don't want to put my my son or my daughter through that. I don't want to put my my wife or my husband through that. Yep. Dang. And that's so, and, I, and that's coming from my y'all. That's coming from living proof, man. Like not saying that I got my idea stuck in corporate, but the other side of like you were saying, like you know, man, should I just get a stable job and, and things like that because I got daycare bills and everything like that. Or, or and just fall and fall into it and say, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna just get comfortable, you know, because this is it. Or can I say, you know what? I'm not gonna make that as an excuse. If I can put in work with somebody else's company, I can put in work for mine. And that's when my mindset started to shift. If I can put in hours and 40 hours a week for your company, I could sacrifice and put in uh, 40 or 14 hours a week in my company too, because I can't be making you all the money and then my company make my your uh, my, your company is in a profit and my company is in a negative. My LLC ain't got no money in the business bank account. I don't have nothing. And I'm bringing you all this money, but my bills is paid. No, I, 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 I'll, I'll be sleepless and have my back hurting and tired and, and drained before I let that happen. Because I can't look my sons in the eye and tell them, like, I did, daddy didn't go chase his dreams or daddy didn't at least try. I'll, I'll just hurt regret. I'll hold regret with them for the rest of their life and be like, y'all the reason I never reached my full potential and blame them. Dang. So I got a question for you, speaking on all of that. Now, for that person that is in corporate, that's, that's stuck or that feels stuck, actually, I'm not going to say that, that, that they are stuck. Right. So that person that's in corporate right now that feels stuck, yep. what would you say would be the first step for them to at least start, at least get on the path that's chasing their dreams? Good question. Uh, and I tell us to everybody, too, man. And again, I'm glad you brought that up to y'all. And you're in corporate. I ain't telling you stuff. You ain't stuck. You, you The moment you're stuck is when you say you're stuck. Um, I feel like right. you need to map out a plan. You need to get at least three to six months of your rent saved up and your bills so you not you don't have that stress on you. Like, that's number one. I know it's easier said than done, but work that job, smile, do whatever you got to do, but have a, have a set date you want to get your stuff out of there. Not only do you have to have your rent paid off, you got to have some money set aside that you can also put towards your business. That's second. You got to if you now that you worried about, oh, snap, I paid up six months of my rent. I have to trip on that. Now I can just focus on everything that I make going into the business. Now that you got that set up, you got money to put in the business. You got 40 hours a week that you were putting in for that other company to build up your business. Make the same amount of phone calls. Prospect the same amount of people. Go knock on doors. You got to go all out because guess what? You're for yourself now. You have that energy. And I feel like once you find a system that works and you get it going, the easiest is that second year. That first year of doing it is mm. tough because you're building it up. You're figuring it out. You're not you. You're used to going and clocking in. Now you wake up when you want. It's easy to get comfortable. You got the house. You also have to be disciplined. 
You know, you got to still find a way to be disciplined. This speaking from exam from this be y'all speaking to y'all from proof where I worked my a job that I worked full time and I took a, demo, a demotion um, to become a part time worker there so I can have two days out the week to focus on my company. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I work at the school uh, three days out the week and then the other two days I'm, I'm driving Lyft. I'm working my company. You know, I just started driving Lyft. So I'm not Hey, you can't be too proud to bed. And them daycare bills adding up. Now I drive Lyft to get some money, extra money. It's so many ways to get some income. And I feel like even if I, if I knew what I knew now to somebody that didn't work or something like that, any extra money, drive Lyft, get an Uber, DoorDash, do something and at least bring some extra income in while you're building your business. And then everything else that you profit when you get your business plan mapped out, you just got to run it up. You got you to gotta hold yourself accountable. Like, don't get comfortable coming from somebody like me where I'm like, I should be making prospect calls right now, but I'm going to chill on my phone or I'm going to watch TV. I didn't earn that. I still struggle right. with that, man. So just having a set discipline, knowing like six to eight, my phone is on do not disturb. I'm making calls. I, ca I can't let nobody get me on my vibe at six to eight. That used to be me. I can't do that now. Six to eight. My son going to come make some noise. My wife going to come not. Like, <laughs> I I wish I had that single in his back where I can have those moments. But I feel like especially if you're single, a person should be, you should have that set time where you locked in on calls. Even if you call 100 people and only get one call on one yes, you have to have the discipline because to entrepreneurship is tough. The moment you think it's easy peasy, how everybody you make it see entrepreneurship cute. Entrepreneurship ain't cute, man. Entrepreneurship is not when you, got, when, you, when you got a system set up. But if you don't have a system set up, then uh, you got to figure out how you're going to get to your dreams. Save up six months, um, get your rent paid up, have your business plan mapped out with some money to invest, and then just go all out. For sure. Dang, man. Hey, you go. Bro, I, I love interviewing you. <laughs> I, no, I love you too, bro. No, like we we kindred spirit. We got that kindred spirit. And again, bro, this is what you do. This is what I do. And this is what my passion is. Everybody find find your passion. Mine is talking to people. Like whether Mine it's a too, like, yeah, we got that gift. Whether it's a rap, a talk, an empowerment, a thing like that's our gift. And I feel like as speakers, me and you, and all the other speakers in the world, I met some of the best speakers in corporate as well. Um. But they using their speaking gift to build up somebody else's company. Mm. They're not using their speaking. You get what I'm saying? Like sales is about using yeah. your speaking gift to build up another company so they can give you a, a commission that they set that you're gonna get paid out of. And once I saw that, I say, oh no, I need 100 percent of commission off the off the things that I'm doing. I can't I can't take the eight percent right. commission off of off of using my likeness and my 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 gift to build up your business. And I got my own legacy now. So just do that, yep. man. Just have wise and have, have, know what your gift is. And then YouTube University, figure that out. You know, join some mm -hmm. networking groups, get a mentor and don't make excuses, man. Like just, just do it. It's, whether it, you, whether you shoot and miss, at least you can say I shot. That's fact. And um, when you, when you say you're speaking on, or when you educate people on financial literacy, yep. what all does that consist of? Like, or are you just talking about just like straight finances or oh, this type of budget and stuff like that? Or are you talking more so about educating them on investing, uh, getting out of debt, possibly mm -hmm. like crypto stocks and stuff like that? What all do you really? I go, I go, I go. When I when I people speak, uh, like I just uh I got booked to speak uh Friday, um at a Kalahari, um and I spoke to over a hundred uh high school students, um and for that man, I'm giving you everything. Um, but my workshops, literally, especially, I, I want I focus on the youth. Um, I, I, I want to focus on ages 21 and under. 
and I say that because I want college and high school students. So teaching the basics of credit, teaching the basis of budgeting, teaching the basis of how to get a car, teaching the basis of opening a basic bank account, the basics that you need, bro. Nothing too deep with young, with the young people, you know, this as well too. You can't give them too much. That's going to bore them and you can't shoot over their heads. So I plant the babyest seed as possible. And then for my college students, then I'll go, let's go let here. You're already an adult. So I can talk about crypto with you. I can talk about these things. I always just introduce people. That's why it's called a financial literacy introductions. I'm only going to give you little gems. I'm not going to sit here and talk about I'm a licensed agent and I'm going to give you the brick. Nah, nobody want to hear that. Like people want the young dude, people want you to incorporate hip hop with, with finances, with swag. That's why when I'm speaking, I wear my chains and I wear drip and I wear business because when you come in like that and I perform and I rap for them, when you come off the relatability, they already got their attention, but then you make them understand. Ooh. Yeah, when you make them understand finances and make finance look cool, that's my whole image. Professor Roscoe on a mission to make financial literacy look dope, like, like we the new rappers. And when you do that, more and more kids will do it. And then now my godmother, Miss Poland, how she did for me with one, now we I got hundreds of me. I got hundreds of people out in yep. planet season, mm-hmm. and they're gonna get older and they're gonna remember me. And they come to me like, man, Roscoe, man, you you told me that in, the, in fifth in ninth grade, and now they're adults and they doing big things and always tell them, don't forget about me when you're making all this money. I'm gonna need my 10%. Um, and I laugh jokingly, <laughs> but I'm for real. All these kids that I'm playing season, when they grow and blossom, I'm looking for my 10%. And maybe not be financially, um, but maybe it'll be um what you're doing with somebody else. Looking for something new to add to your closet, looking for another brand to support, or you just see like your spouse, partner, friend, someone out here walking around with the same old stuff and you're just tired of seeing it and you wanna get them a new piece of clothing, go visit my friends at talevaclothing.com, T-U-L-E-V-A-C-L-O-T-H-I-N-G.com and use the code DEVELOPWITHTIM and all the way up until July 1st, 2022, you can save 25% off your whole purchase. All right, y'all, back to the episode. Yeah, because like just by you, you know, passing it forward, just like how your your mentor did, your first grade teacher, she passed it forward to you, and she she didn't go and become what you are right now. You know, she she was a teacher, but the person she put that energy into was you, right. and she saw that you had so much more potential. Um, not saying she didn't have the potential, but man, we're in a completely different world right Bro, now. And, and, and you know, no, I got you. No, no, that makes sense. But yeah, so like oh, you yeah. just said, bro, plant seeds in people and just learn. And another thing is, too, don't be afraid to fail, y'all. Don't be afraid to take a lesson. I, I'm telling you, I do it on purpose. Like a lot of stuff that I do, I'm like, even if I know it's a dumb decision, I'm going to do it so I can get the lesson out of it. It's a blessing and a lesson and everything for sure. I'm going to get the blessing and a lesson. I'm willing to sacrifice and throw myself in there find out. And I'm going to find out what, what worked and what wrong. And guess what? I can tell it to my students. Every decision I'm making right now, bro, everything, right or wrong, I take the lesson out of it so I can tell somebody about it. So what would you say would be the biggest lesson that you learned so far? Whoo, man. That, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to use this one for more so career purposes. What's the biggest career lesson that you've learned? Oh, my gosh. The biggest career lesson that I learned. Uh, money and everything. Like money ain't everything. And somebody like myself that teach financial literacy, you would think that. But y'all, money ain't everything, man. Like if you really study the art of money and what it means and what it does to people, like money a piece of paper, man. It's made to be made to provide resources and freedom. But 
you can go to, you can go to a corporation in a career and work for that corporation specifically for money and be so depressed. You can also be yep. an entrepreneur and, and grind it super hard for money and be depressed to even get to the place you want to be. Um, so again, don't put your faith in money. Put your faith in passion. Put your faith in what it was because you can go to a career and if you're passionate about it, you don't care about a paycheck. If you're an entrepreneur and you're passionate about what you're doing, you don't care about a paycheck. It just naturally comes and you enjoy it. So I would say that uh, uh, those are some lessons that I've learned. Money ain't everything. Money is just a resource. Well, yeah, I like to tell people when I talk about financial research, I just say, listen, money is a tool that's going to get you where you really want to go. And Bingo. like you said, too, it's a piece of paper and it's just numbers. Work the numbers and you'll work your whatever you want out facts you know, <laughs> you know one plus one equals two every time if you want to know how to get the two just add one plus one you know? literally um <laughs> <laughs> so all right i'm trying to man you're giving me too much game man <laughs> I, look and i'm like this I, and, and that's another thing too uh me and my boy we actually had a podcast as well um and we finished two seasons in, out of Cleveland, mm -hmm. yeah, back in back in business podcast, we had about uh twenty episodes that we did. Um, what I learned with that is, and this is knowledge for you as well, the consistency is everything. We were doing one episode a week every week for about three months, and we were building, building, building. The moment I think I had caught COVID, um, yeah, I had caught COVID, mm -hmm. and we stopped, yeah, we stopped an episode, and it took them a whole momentum off. Um, and I was like, dang man, I see, I, I see how one hit wonders feel. You know, I ain't drop a song in a while. You pumping me up to then you be like, he dead. He ain't got nothing. Um, so for you, man, stay consistent with your podcast in terms of making sure you're doing them weekly. And you you have the best because you're doing them virtually. See, we had an actual production yeah. studio. So our production studio was super, super dope. So sometime one of our one time our production person got caught COVID. Or we couldn't, me and my partner couldn't afford to pay for the studio. So that was another overhead that we had to pay. So virtual is the best way to go. Consistency is the best way to go. Um, and Mike, stop it, please. And and, and and consistency is the best way to go. Um, but that's what it is, man. Like, just just stay consistent. You know, consistent ones win, even if it take five years, even if it take ten years. Um, Eric Thomas was talking about that too. He been doing this speaking, man, over twenty years, where he finally getting the success that he wanted to. We can't even do certain things for twenty right. days. So when I started to think about that's that. Right. I'm, yeah, 20, 20. I'm playing a 10 year game, man. My son's is three and six months. I'll see where I'm at when they 13 and 10. Listen, I already know you're going to be far ahead. And the reason why I know that is because you're not selfish. I mean, you're oh, giving all of this out. You know, you, you're answering questions I was going to ask later on, <laughs> but you're already answering them up front. And just, you know, you, you just pouring into me you pointed to my audience and i know because i met you in person everything when we was up in cleveland and i see you pointing to the people around you so man i know you're gonna be good you man, too bro like... i'm glad you know, bro, i'm glad we connected and just even seeing that because uh we all everybody has a story man and i think that's what i love about it too uh whether i see a poor person or a broke person a homeless person on the street or i'm talking like i was at a networking event earlier i'm talking to these millionaires um i'm gonna leave an impression on people and I'm always leave a good impression. And then when people talk about me to other people and they bring me up, they're going to state that impression. Um, so that's a good thing, too. You can't please everybody, but reputation is everything. When I'm when, when you're loyal, okay. you got a good reputation and people speak highly of you. That makes my day when somebody be like, yeah, you know, such and such. Oh, yeah, I, I know, you know what you call them. They were speaking highly of you. That's that. That's what I pride myself on, because I try to be honest, loyal and at the same time being myself. 
I, I'm going to always talk to somebody and I'm going to say, how are you doing? They be like, I'm good. No, how are you doing? Like, let's talk. And then when you get that trust of people mm. and they get the trust of you, you get relationships that way. And I don't like to, I don't, I don't like to get people a mouthful when I first meet them. You know, we, we can conversate, we're going to learn each other. We're going to stay in contact. And then when the conversations go there, they go. But even they go, I'm going to go back to ET. You got to pay me for my time. People don't understand that. Like not saying in this case, we're, we're good, but people, that's another thing a business had to learn too. You can't be scared to put a price on it. You can't be scared to put a price on you, man. I felt, I struggled with that for so long, selling life insurance and being scared to call people to ask them to get a policy, uh, being scared to call schools and ask them to pay me the book. All these different things when at the end of the day, this is a job. When I'm, when I'm talking to people and I'm speaking and I'm draining myself out and everything like that, I need to be compensated. When I leave the house, I'm not leaving my son and my wife, my sons and my wife, unless I'm getting paid and I'm coming back home and say, babe, I took time away from the family, but I made, I brought us back some bread. Mm. I can't, I can't. So now my life is different. I moved different. I didn't move like this before. Took this last year and this year. I can't leave the house unless I'm paid. That's just how I work now. I don't, I can't leave for free because if I leave the house, I'm taking time away from my family and my, and my wife. And again, I can't go back to her. It's like, oh, babe, I was out kicking it. Nah, no. I babe, right. I was out kicking and talking business, but here, I, I put some money in the account or I made it some money. Like, or I made it some yeah. money to daycare. Like, that's the kind of vibe I'm on. I can't just be talking to everybody and I know how valuable my knowledge is. So I don't waste my time mm -hmm. just talking to everybody for real, for real. If they not, because so many people didn't drain me out. I done been drained, mm -hmm. bro, by everybody. I know. Good. And you can probably relate. And I, I had to find myself and I said, Lord, I know my worth and I know what I'm valued at. Once I start working with these millionaires and they flew me out and I start working with these celebrities and these football players and, and these uh, uh, influencers. And I said, if they're willing to pay me for this information and they're already millionaires and got it and I'm, I'm a little guy to them, I know I'm worth way more than what anybody can mm. tell me. So it just gave me more confidence to stand on who I am. Listen, <clears throat> that gave me, um, that, that reminded me of a conversation I had with uh, one of my coaches. Because, again, they say the the way to be the best coach is also to have a coach. Yes, so I have a business coach, and he was like, you have to understand that, or you got to tell people so they can understand it like this. I have to charge for what I'm doing so mm -hmm. I can continue doing my passion every day. Ooh. You know? That's cool. I have to charge for this because, like you're saying, this is what I love to do. I don't want to have to just go and work a job where I'm not fulfilled at. Yeah, that job is paying me and giving me money, but I'm unfulfilled. But if I'm um, doing my passion, like, yes, I love it. But in order for me to do it full time, I have to charge. I have yes, to sir. get paid for it. And I hate that people just say, oh, he's a African-American entrepreneur. Let's try to see if we can get the cheapest price or let's not pay him. Let's get him for free and stuff like that. Um, so I, I can really, I really understand where you're coming from because I've been having that same problem before too, charging my work. Yeah, man, it ain't nothing free. Like, uh, I mean, I hate to say it like that, but like, you know, this information is knowledge, the time, the processing, the planning, the, the workshops, the talking to it when I'm drained, mm -hmm. when I leave, like, nah, like, you know what? I need, at least if I'm, you're going to drain me, you're going to pay me. Just like he was saying, you go to work, right? <laughs> if you go to, if you're going to yeah. drain, you got to pay me. Like, at least I can, at least you can't just, you know what I'm saying? Show me a good time and then leave. Look, if you're going to at least pay me and take my drain me out, I can say at least I got paid. But I didn't been drained so much. And I'd be like, dang. And I go talk to my wife and my son. 
And after I spent the time, then I'd be like tired. I'm like, dang, I ain't even got nothing to speak for that. I was just talking. So I, I, I've minimized that, man. I don't really just be jumping on any calls. I, I, I'm comfortable now where my phone don't ring as much as it used to. Um, I used to be so used to my phone just ringing and I'm picking up and pointing at people for real. And now, you know, people know if I don't answer, it's not personal. It's just I'm protecting my time. I got to because right. I'm already I'm already overbooked um, and I'm tired of being underdelivered. So if you want to speak to me, book that consultation. You know, it is what it is. A dollar a minute. Yeah, I go crack you in the head, but it's a dollar a minute to talk to me. You take it how you want. But I already already know what my worth is. And you must people, and I saying you, but that person must know what my worth is too if you want to talk to me about something. So it take a lot, y'all. Don't get drained out by people just trying to call you and all to pick my brain and all that. Man, I don't like that. You ain't picking my brain. You could pay my brain. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, so Rasto, if um, someone was looking to book that consultation or they're looking to get in contact with you, what would be the best way for them to do that? Appreciate it. Yep. So y'all can follow me at uh, Roscoe underscore Noe. Um, my website is uh, digital NFT cryptouniversity.com. Now that's something different. I'm actually specifically, I'm actually working on it tonight too. Um, building out my own website where it's specifically for like speaking engagements and financial literacy. Um, and I'll be having that developed, but y'all just follow me on social media. Uh, Roscoe underscore Noe. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. And all of my links on my link tree has all my stuff. My book, um, my, my website, <clears throat> all the stuff you want to go. I got a link tree that has all that linked up. Just follow me on my social media and you can find my link tree and it can plug you with everything. All right. And y'all, just to um, just, I mean, clarify with, with y'all too. Uh, he said he's working on it tonight, but this episode is kind of like already recorded. So he's this should be done by the time this episode air, by the way. So I just want to let everybody know that. <laughs> cool. Because again, as a podcaster, man, you do have to knock some of these interviews out ahead of time just in case, like, we're in the pandemic. You know, what mm -hmm. if I do get COVID and I'm doing episodes weekly? Or what if, you know, an uh, emergency happened? I still, I still committed. Yep. I'm still committed. I told yep. the people, like, yes, yes, we're dropping every week. And yep. I don't want to slow anything down. You can do now, it. To, yes, sir. Now, to wrap this up, Roscoe, I have all of my guests leave my audience with a piece of advice that they can take and they can win from. Mm. What piece of advice or your favorite quote, anything, something that they can take in and say, oh, Roscoe said this, or this is Roscoe's quote, I'm going to run with it. Or they can say, oh, Roscoe said this, yep. let me build up off of that and let me turn this into a win. Uh, I always do, and I think I, I'll coin this, and I don't know if people did, but I say uh, each one, teach one, reach one. And I say each one, teach one, reach one. Because each one of us got to teach one of us so we can reach one of us. Um, and I know a lot of people say each year. I know a lot of people like each one, teach one, but I put my own twist with it. Each one, teach one, reach one. Because if each one of us teach one of us, that one person that you taught can reach one another person. So that's Roscoe Noe for y'all. That's Professor Roscoe quote, man. Each one, teach one, reach one. Hey, I can't close off any better than that. Y'all make sure y'all, each one of us, go teach yeah. one of us so we can reach yeah. one of us. And we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Appreciate you, Roscoe. Most definitely, bro. Appreciate you, boss. Hey, what's going on, y'all? If you guys are looking for a speaker to come speak to your school, your organization, nonprofit, after-school program, look no further. Visit developwithtim.com, D-E-V-E-L-O-P-W-I-T-H-T-I-M.com. Fill out the speaker's intake form, and someone from the team will be in contact with you. 
Now you guys have a good day. Back to the episode. You you have a gift, all you need is a goal. Footsteps waiting to happen, all you need is a road.